All right, guys, we got an awesome show this week. We have the very funny comedian, Lizzie Hines. Dude, why are you shaking your goddamn head? Because I told you how to do the intro. Not only literally... that, but why Why are you not wearing a shirt underneath that yeah, one? I mean, I... That intro was going <laughs> super That super intro was all garbage. All over you go, the oh. place. purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Welcome to Cash Daddies. We're banking fatties. Chaos in there. Chris Neff, I saw you Friday night. Now you're a paraplegic. What is going on? It's been uh, a, a completely bipolar week, to say the least. Okay. Uh, as you're aware, I got called into last-minute duty to host the Tinfoil Hat Show yeah. at Harvell's. Yeah. yeah. And being the professional I am, yeah. I went up, I rocked, I crushed, I was signing autographs. Well, I pushed myself too hard. And at the end of the show, I was like, fuck. I was doing an act-out, which I rarely do. and Which I is turned- what? Guzzling dicks? Yeah. <laughs> jerking off with uh i turned i turned and i seized up outside while somebody i think i was signing an autograph and all of a sudden i was like cramp i can't move so i immediately get home i take two soma i wake up 17 hours later i can barely move i've got a cat on top of me and he pissed on me (laughs) yeah well that's god that's god telling you that you're out so, of control. So, Howie, how are you doing? Oh, how I was, are you I was doing? I was just I'm starting. good, man. I'm good. And I just want to say, you know, Neff, when when you yeah. get that reach around, yeah. you gotta you gotta make a choice. You can either go left or right if mm. you want to look at them, but you I, can't do both. That's I can't, what, I can't what is, go left or right. The only thing. What I is can a do? more believable story? Uh, Neff hurt his neck signing autographs or they shaved his Adam's apple. And this is what they got to do as it starts to heal. Mm. Okay. Interesting. It's just anyway. like, I anyway. just want you to be happy. Neff come out of the closet. Jesus. Anyway, I'd who, update who believes on- that Neff wears a dick cage while he does this show, by the way, just <laughs> what's a, a dick yeah. cage. That's, that's where you put your, that's where they put cucks in dick cages. Chastity belt a, kind of thing. Yeah, for guys. Oh, so they can't even pull their hammers out and have to watch? They can't yeah, even get Yeah, they hard? can't get erections. It's, oh. it's a way to stop it. Hey, no. shake my rusty cage. Anyway. Don't get excited, Naf. You don't want to piss off your dick cage right now. It sounds like you're getting excited. <laughs> anyway, the doctor took x-rays. All right, and- so how was your guys' this weekend, everybody? Was how was good, the man. weekend? I uh, I uh, good week. I had a bunch of little hoops. Market's doing okay. Had a nice little bounce back. Um, hey, man, uh, got a little snow. May get some more here in New York, but we're staying positive, baby. We're staying positive. So crypto so- makes a little call back, a little comeback, a tiny yeah. bit. Uh, word on the street is word on the street. Something big is coming for Shibu Inu. Something real big. Wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? Word Shiba on the street. Inu. Something big. So everybody thought that McDonald's was going to accept Shiba Inu. And the, the guys who run it go, uh-uh, it's way bigger than that. 
and supposedly something with Netflix. Something's gonna happen uh, with Netflix. That's why. All why? Why would they okay. do that? The word on the street. Where Johnny, is this street that you hang that's out the on, man? Story. It's on is a that different Neff corner street? than you trick on, tranny. Okay, it's all right. It's somewhere else. That's Cock Beaver Four Sixty Two says that Shibu Inu is going to start paying actors for performing on Netflix. Hey, Sam uh, might be on to something. I want to give a quick shout out to the to the Moon Three and Ivan Farman for the nice hoodie. The Shibu Why did you get? the hoodie i should get That's a, a hoodie. nice hoodie. well you know what sam you will yeah, we're the we're the ones with money in shiba yeah i got shibu inu do you have any shibu inu no now? i accidentally lost it uh. when i tried to send it to you yeah <laughs> so the point is exactly. this that the shiba guys are going to be on the show in two weeks but we need to back up because i also had my blood drawn okay so, so now so real quick johnny how was your week <laughs> it's good man i'm in north carolina on so the farm. you went home to see your family, uh, yeah. you're getting those miles. Are you getting Big upset time. with all the uh, mass mandates still? Well, in North Carolina, it's like going back to no, two, but the three flight, years in the past. though. Yeah, no, I don't. I sleep on the plane, so it's not a big problem for me. I just sleep right through it. But yeah, I mean, it's another thing for TSA to bitch at you about, which I don't enjoy. So anyway, what I've been trying to tell you that, guys in a roundabout way is that, that my not- cholesterol is too high. Okay. Yeah. That's, That's great. Good. Thank you, Neff. Uh, what they're talking about is Gavin Newsom is thinking about getting rid of the masks. I think they would get rid of everything if they did mean it, that they didn't look stupid. I think they're going to slowly, slowly pull everything back. It's and happening I, in New York. It's I thought he already got rid of the mask. He was pictured at the NFC Championship <laughs> yeah, game yeah. with Magic and wasn't right? wearing the mask. Idiot. All, yeah. yeah, I do what I, he idiot. does. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. It's happening in New York. And and, and, uh, our mayor, Garcetti, no mask. I mean, it's just like like that woman on Bill Maher said the best. She's like, you have all these elites that wear masks, all the employees wear masks. It's bad optics, and, and it looks bad. And so how many people here honestly believe that that uh Spotify lost? billions after the neil neil young is anyone buy that no way at all no way this is a tough one because i love neil he's my top two of all time but dog shit no uh, no just music in general hold on you have neil young too yeah over oh who's number one Uh, the doors the Doors is number the doors, one. The Doors, the yeah. Neil Young over ACDC, Metallica. The Beatles. Uh, the, yeah, Beatles. the Beatles. The, the Beatles uh, are in the top five. The Stones are in the Michael top five. Michael Jackson, Prince. Michael Jackson's not even on the list of the yeah. top 100. Oh, my Good God. Lord. What is wrong? And I just with- oh, so face. all of a sudden we're okay with pedophiles uh, as long as they're playing. Hey, the music's out- great, bro. So is, is- it? No, I don't think so. It's not. Hold on, Johnny. Did you say Michael Jackson's? I'm not music a. I'm not good? a Michael Jackson guy, dude. I don't. I never have. Oh, I never it's have liked him. garbage. Here's the thing, man. You once you fuck a kid, alone. once you I mean, there fuck are a like kid, three songs. I like. Once you fuck a kid, it's you're, over. You're a kid I'm fucker. With you on that. Yeah. I'm with right? you on that. I'm you're with talking you on to that. a kid that went to first grade with penny loafers in his fucking shoes with pennies in them, who did the moonwalk. But you fuck a kid, it's game over. You're not allowed to be in the argument. Who's your top two, Howie? I'd probably put 
Michael Jackson one, Jackson Brown two. <laughs> Jackson Brown two. That. Wow. Okay. I respect that. Nobody, dude. Leonard Skinner a thousand times over Neil Young. Dude, Jackson Brown. Look, man. Every now and then, he I like him. Those, he I put like some him. of those bitches in line. He puts hey, some of those bitches. Let's in Let's get back to the conversation. Neil's wrong about this. There's no doubt about it. Well, he's also been his his music got bought out <laughs> by a pharmaceutical company. So, like, he's full of shit. Well, my yeah, problem but let's is- get one thing clear. Let's get one thing clear. Spotify did not lose twelve billion dollars in market cap because of Neil Young. But Spotify was on its way down way before that shit. Spotify's really? got other problems. Had, yeah. Neil Young had nothing to do with it. Yeah. That. In fact, pull up the chart, Johnny, if you will, because I was looking yeah. at this too, trying to make sense of this chart. And like I said, you can like Neil Young and you can like Joe Rogan, and I respect and love them both. But Neil's in the wrong here. And this goes back to the conversation when the 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 major media, legacy media, controls the conversation because Honestly, if people listened to Joe, they would know what Joe Rogan is all about. But instead, we get sound bites that this is anti-vax. This is misinformation. I guarantee you, none of these people have ever listened to Joe. He'll admit it. I'm a guy that has three to four hour conversations and I want to learn. And when he makes a mistake, he will apologize. He did that last week. And by the way, it was hysterical because Joni Mitchell came out and he's like, I even love that one Joni Mitchell song. And it wasn't a Joni Lee or Joni Mitchell song. It was fucking killing me. Yeah. If you, if you look at this chart, this thing was way, it was on its way down long before Neil Young, man. I mean, the the company has some issues. Uh, There's also some issues with it and Netflix. It's major Uh, growth as well, Howie. But it was way, it was getting its ass kicked well before Neil Young said anything. Yeah. So would you buy it here? No. Yeah, I wouldn't either. But yeah, again, guys, I mean, we're comics and I literally lost a few comics out of my life last week because they couldn't understand the argument, which I have, which is if you're it's bad enough to try and censor anybody. But if you are a comic trying to censor another comic, you don't exist to be. I have zero respect for any comedian who's pro censorship. It's zero. Yeah, there's people who have jokes about kitty porn. Like, I'll defend them to the end of days for their right to do those jokes. And I find those jokes fucking gross, especially when you got like 15 minutes on it. I'm like, that's a little too long just to be talking and fucking around and just being like, just making shit up out of fucking thin air. But let me tell you, I'll defend your right to go up on stage and say fucking anything. Anything. Any comic that has pro censorship isn't a real comic to me and is a phony fuck. Thank that you is, for saying that. I, I I literally went to on Facebook and I never go on Facebook, but I was like, I got to go check the temperature over there. I did it. And all of a sudden I have all these comedians attacking me. And I'm like, this is the problem with Facebook. There are people just sitting on the sidelines waiting for you to come in with an opinion that is opposite to theirs just to do the, let me ask you Kermit at the typewriter all day. And I was like, I'm out, I'm done. Let me what? ask some. Were they mostly LA comics? All of them were. Yeah. Just, uh, dude, this Johnny and I talk about this all the time. This scene 
is oversaturated with yep. dog shit conformist people yep. who think if you the more you conform, the more they're gonna like you. And guess what? You're mediocre, you're garbage, you have no clue what art is. And I'll say it to fucking everybody, dude. You, if you are pro-censorship, you are a garbage person. Okay. You're a garbage comic. I, I dude, like all and it happened in New York City too, and when Shane Gills got got Still uh, is happening out. i mean all these all these comics that came out <laughs> none of them they might have good careers nobody is where they're like that's a great comic well, never and i'll tell you the mediocre sam you gave him way too much credit by using the word mediocre because i really haven't seen anybody who i would say yeah that's a real really good comic that came out and censored anyone really good comics they don't say a fucking word you go up I, and do your thing. Good luck. I wish you the best. I don't care what you do. If it's funny, I'll laugh. If it's not funny, I won't laugh. But I, God I, damn it, when there's a comic that comes out and says, you know, he really needs to check himself. It's like, all right, you're done. You are well, done. And here, I'd like to uh, to expound on this because, Sam, I know you and I have a little bit similar uh, the thesis, obviously. On well, I the mean, like over this weekend, uh, Neff was talking about he might be getting red pilled. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, if you hang out with the tinfoil hat crowd long enough, you're going to fucking, by the way, Howie, I don't know if you know this, but I learned from the swarm tank that Kobe Bryant was murdered by Pfizer, just so you know. Not Pfizer, dude. Okay, Not Pfizer. You're, 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 you're doing a, you're doing a uh, fucking straw man argument okay, right now. Whatever. It's we'll not get Pfizer. Back to it. Just to continue okay. the conversation. Well, go I'm on. Curious, See, Johnny Sam. knows what we're talking about. There we go. Here's my thing. This is my personal philosophy, and I have no idea if it's correct. But as a stand-up comedian, I remember when I became a stand-up and I was like, I am part of something now. This is a very sacred group. There's probably 10,000 of us on the planet, give or take maybe another five. It is a very specific, small uh, art form. And when you're a part of that, you respect it. Now, I have many comics that I can't stand. And I will never call them out perfect per, per, in media, whatever, because they get laughs. Whether or not the way I like them, they get them, doesn't matter. They're competent. They're technically proficient. So I chose a long time ago to say you could be a comic, you can be a critic, but you can't be both. OK, it is not my job as a member of this group of industry for me to attack other people and their beliefs and, and say they're funny. They're not funny. That's my personal belief. But once you actually attack somebody within your group, you're fucking dead to me. It's over. And I can't stand it for any reason. And this is hard for me because, like I said, I love Neil. He's he's one of two, three artists that I've looked up to in my life. But he's wrong here. Yeah, but you know, you can love. That's another thing too. I one another thing that drives me nuts is you got a person that loves an artist, whether it's fucking Bruce Springsteen, who I love his music, but he's a diehard liberal man, or someone like uh, Louis C.K. There's you can't sit there and laugh your nuts off at Louis C.K. and then come out and say, "Well, listen, I." I can't listen to him anymore because uh, get the fuck out of here. They just man. pick and choose where they apply it to. It, and when right. their side gets called out, they just have no balls. And, and it's really just about putting heads on stakes. I mean, so many of my friends got clipped and there was no evidence, no nothing, but these untalented, mediocre, garbage comics wanted to fucking show everybody that they're part of the team. So they joined the mob. 
And at the end of the day, none of their careers got any better. You just listen, you're trying to get rid of talented people so you have a chance to shine. And guess what? When you get rid of talent, the whole thing implodes on itself. Okay. Well, and Joe Rogan is only having conversations. And the fact that you're on the side of the government, on big pharmaceuticals, and the banks lets you know everything you know about that. Well, and guess what? You can do all the grandstanding you want. Enjoy a fucking five minutes set on the tonight show that nobody fucking watches or on some comedy central show that nobody fucking watches. No offense to anybody, but you know, it's just like, it is what it is, man. You, you know, what? authenticity is the key. Absolutely. And, yeah. he, and the irony of this debate I had when I finally pulled the plug and I was like, I can't waste my time on Facebook. There were actual comedians that said, is Joe Rogan even a comedian? And I was like, I'm not gonna dignify that with a response. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And they were like, no, seriously. I ask people all the time and I can't remember or recall anybody giving me one of his signature jokes. And I was like, bitch, are you out of your fucking mind? We're gonna, I'm gonna be dead someday is one of the reasons I became a comic. I heard that album and I was just like, holy shit. You know? So there are people actually so far apart and removed because they're a part of something they believe in, which in this case is censorship, they're saying he's not a comic anymore. And they're just so deluded and completely Dude, wrong. Passion is stand up comedy. Doesn't, doesn't this fault line feel like it's on where that kind of alt versus club thing used to be? You know, it's on that divide mostly, right? It's mostly right. the alt people. Right. Right. But it's right. not just all. It's people that are on the sidelines that are never going to get there, that we're never going to get there anyway, yep. looking for a reason to bitch. Yep. Because that goes back, yeah. Chris, that goes back to my original point. I've never heard a comic that is a really good, good comic, a well-known New York City comic. I've never heard one ever come out and say anything about another comics act. Yeah. But I have heard thousands of come open out here. micers. I've heard lots of open, open, open micers. Yep. The guys you see once every three months doing a five-minute spot at some shithole. Yep. I've seen them come out and say, oh, yeah, man, I would never, man. Nick, they shouldn't allow Nick DiPaolo on stage. It's, you know, one of the funniest comedians I've ever seen. Unbelievable. Nicest I, guy, I, too. I have worked with Nick, Nick before. Yeah. Uh, I had the pleasure of doing 13 shows with him once. He's he hilarious. and I couldn't be more polar opposites on the political spectrum. But at the end of the day, we were able to be at the best fucking time because we we understand what the job is, and that's to make people laugh. Okay, well, he's he's one of the top comics over the past fucking great writer, years. dude. So come on, great writer, dude. So just yeah, clear. so that's the war, and they're losing the war. They're just Good. losing the war. Rachel Maddow's now is like, oh, I'm gonna take a break and make a movie. Gotcha, gotcha, fuck off, gotcha. Fuck off. Yeah, you're done. And then, Take of course, board. of course, we have this irony that Joe draws more than any of these people with one hour shows. And there I think that's the issue. They're seeing the dollar loss. And then, of course, they need to recruit their army. OK, to get to control the narrative, which is whatever they want to put out on their hourly programs on CNN, Fox, whatever, to try and take control back. This isn't about just control. It's about fucking money. OK, and when they see their money and the ratings disappear, they assemble their forces to go and attack. That's all this fucking is. Well, they're and trying, dude. The, the truth of the matter is they're useful idiots yeah. that are just being used to 
cause division. And at the end of the day, the people who are funding them don't give a fuck about you money. Know, they somebody- got fed money. They're spending it out their assholes. It's not the, the, pro- the here's what's going to happen. This is why I really do think what's going on is woke shit is going to go away because it's just not getting any traction and they'll throw a bottomless fucking pit of money at them. It doesn't matter, but it's just not good. It's not resonating with people. It's just I, not. I got accused. The word that they used was simping. And somebody said, uh, yeah. go simp for Joe Rogan. I didn't even know what it meant. I went on urban dictionary and figured it out. And they were like, and pray to God that he reads your comment. And I was just like, what? You guys are idiots. So funny because that's all the other side does is virtue signal to the industry in hopes of getting a fucking showcase. And I know who did it to you. And that person's a friend of mine from way back. And I actually really love them. But it's so obvious that they're lost and upset about where they are in their career. There you go. They're just lashing out. And And I love them. they think that 30 minutes out of And her fat cans. I love them. Okay. <laughs> and she's got fat cans, dog. So she, uh, she'll always be good in my book. But at the end of the day, it's a desperate hell. You know what the irony is? And I told you, and I don't have a problem telling you this. She asked me to borrow fucking $500 to pay her rent three years ago. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I hardly know you. I you can't know? tell you, dude, when all this political stuff started getting crazy, how many people in my life that I'd helped? get started, give them opportunity that turned hard on me for people they've never met before. Yeah. And it, it's just let you know, that's not really about bringing people together and all everybody being up. It's just really about shouting in the wind and just being upset with where you are in your life. Because if yeah, you're not it, upset it. with where you are, if you're really happy where you are, you don't listen to the noise and right. you just do your own thing. I defend Joe Rogan because he is the front line of free speech, of all free speech, everything, everything. Let me tell you something, everybody on the left. You know when a black man gets convicted of a crime he didn't commit? Guess what that is? Misinformation, okay? That's misinformation. You guys are fighting the wrong fight. You are defending the people who fucking put black people in jail for no reason, fucking flooded the fucking ghettos with crack, okay? All these people, that's the side you're on. You're on the side of Joe Biden who created all the crack laws, okay? That's who you're on the side of. Joe Rogan fights for your right to say whatever the fuck you want. And it really is that big. It really is. He's that big, like... He's Neo, dude. I'm telling you, you guys can think I'm crazy, but he is Neo, and we should all defend him at all fucking cost. Hey, Johnny, guess what's right around the corner? Yeah, February. Yeah, you nailed it. Pretty big holiday if you got a girlfriend uh, coming up, don't you think? Oh, Valentine's Day, huh? Yeah, and we know how hard it is to find the right gift. It can be stressful. That's why our friends over at Movement Watches have already done the hard work for you with a huge site-wide sale. I've got two Movement Watches. I've got a black one and a white one, and I love them. Movement is a Valentine's Day favorite with timeless watches, 18-karat fine jewelry pieces, and special edition styles like rare ceramic watches and bracelets. You can save on these gifts right now. 
just choose a watch and a matching accessory and get an immediate 20% off your order, plus free shipping and free return always. Enjoy a stress-free Valentine's Day by curating the perfect watch and accessory gift for a special discount. All-in-one, one-and-done, gifting made easy. It's better than chocolates, right? Better than flowers. These are boring gifts, all right? Get something that lasts. Get something they can wear every day. Shop 20% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash cash. Go to mvmt.com slash cash for your most stress-free Valentine's Day gifting yet. MVMT, style shouldn't break the bank. Join the movement today. Um, On that note, because I know we have uh, a guest coming up, can we take care of a couple uh, weekly things, get to our guests, do some reader questions, and then pick just so we don't run too long today? Let's do it. Uh, well, first of all, I think we should get to our guest, okay? okay? And then come back after the guest and at, once we're done interviewing her, and then we do all the touch butt stuff you love. All right, uh, let's get to it. Oh, by the way, speaking of touch butt, guess who just found out they get a complimentary finger blast from the doctor uh, next month. Who's the guest? Who's the guest? Howie, who's you want to introduce our guest? All right, guys, we got an awesome show this week. We have the very funny comedian Lizzie Hines, also ex-investment banker. So I'm super excited to toss some (laughs) questions out. Dude, why are you shaking your goddamn head? Because I told you how to do the intro. Not only literally... that, but why Why are you not wearing a shirt underneath that? Yeah, I mean, jacket? obviously she's important. You didn't wear a shirt. This is that you're just wearing your Nike gear. But you do. <laughs> that intro was going super <laughs> That intro was all garbage. over go, the oh, place. She's a comic. Uh, said her name. Then you do all the important credits after it, which makes it anticlimactic. So do it again. Do all of her comic, all of her credentials, then introduce her name one more time. Keep it going. Go, Howie. All right, guys. We got an unbelievably super show for you this week. We have the extremely funny comedian from New York City, right down the street from me, Lizzie Hines. No, dude, you what fucked you, it Casey up Kasem now? Dude, you do. She's a funny comic. List her credits Sam, on Sam, Wall Sam, Street. Sam, 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 why don't you show us? Why don't you show no, us? No, I don't. No, I'm show tra- us. I, dude, I won't I be here I did say funny comics, but you got to save the investment banking thing for the very no, end, No, you do the investment thing up front. Go, Howie. No, because she's not an investment okay, banker anymore. Liz, she's welcome a- to the show. Sorry you had to put oh, up no, with this amateur hour. Uh, I'm sure you, you are used to way better by higher class of people. Thank you for joining us on Cash Daddies. We appreciate you coming on and making this place a lot better looking. Thank you. Of course. Happy to be here, guys. And I, I like the intro. I think it's the intent that counts. You I like the walls, man. You got the brick walls. Now, Lizzie's like right up the street from me. We're right in the same hood. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't have those cool uh, 1833 brick walls. Mm. That's nice. So, Liz, uh, for those who may not know uh, about you, can you give us, since uh, the uh, guy who introduced you gave us no background, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your history in investment? Yeah, so I do stand-up comedy comedy now. I do some screenwriting. Uh, I did, like, improv back in the day, but I was an investment banker for a few years in Chicago and then also in New York. I quit without a job lined up and took a sabbatical, and now I'm 
back in consulting, which is also not that much better. But yeah, now I spend more time doing comedy and writing. And so that's kind of the preference. But who were bigger scumbags? Who were bigger scumbags, the investment bankers or the comedians? Uh, I mean, comics, I think, are more open with negative shit that they're doing. People in finance, there's like a bigger detachment. I don't know. Uh, speaking, Howie, would you? Yeah, Howie, I, mean, I want to ask you, because like Sam, Sam opened up with a great question, and I just want to keep mm-hmm. that one going. Like uh, you, and for the readers that we call our listeners re- readers, by the way, but for the readers <laughs> that aren't that familiar with Wall Street, you have about four or five large firms, and Liz, Lizzie worked for one of them, um, one of the largest investment banks in the world. And my question would be to you, me coming from that business, it's a 90, I don't know, 7% male dominated, we call it big swinging dick scumbag business. Um, would you kind of agree with that? I I think the older generation, they really think they're like the big swinging dick, like the master of the universe. And the younger people, it was a lot of nerds, a lot of people who like were not, they were like, a lot of them were like wealthy. They grew up in wealthy families, but they weren't that cool. And then they learned that they could be good at banking. And so then they think they were hot shit. And like, they're the people who suddenly are desirable because they can throw money around at the club. I, I think what we're asking a, here, yeah. I think what we're asking here is if you have a bag mm-hmm. of Coke, okay? And you mm-hmm. wander into the bathroom, who's going to pinch the bag more? The scumbags on Wall Street or the fucking scumbags in the comedy club? Uh, That's not really what we were asking, but um, (laughs) didn't didn't hear her answer because you interrupted. No, you said who would pinch the bag more? Yeah, Yeah, who would do more of your blow? Oh, I mean, uh, people on Wall Street, people on Wall Street would offer it to you because they want to flex that they have money. Comics would not; they would be asking you for it. (laughs) Got no money, comics. But let me ask you this: so basically, you're saying this is very interesting to me. You're saying that the old school of you know we work. 14 hours a day we go to the strict club we do blow that's kind of gone over to the whole uh let's develop an algorithm thing and uh maybe do cooler drugs yeah i mean that stuff all still happens just like a slightly different kind of person it is more like the silicon valley type of person almost you know like it's people who still think they're hot shit still think they're cooler than they are they do drugs and go to the strip club but it's it's less of like the jocks and now it's more like dweeds, I don't know. All around the world, tech companies are innovating and driving returns for investors. Our crowd analyzes companies across the global private market, selecting those with the greatest growth potential, then brings them to you. From personalized medicine to cybersecurity to proton therapy, a $20 billion addressable market. In state-of-the-art labs, startup garages, and everywhere in between, our crowd is identifying innovators so you can invest when growth potential is greatest, early. Our crowd is the fastest growing venture capital investment community. Our crowd's accredited investors have already invested over $1 billion in growing tech companies. 21 of the portfolio companies are unicorns. And many of our crowd members have benefited from over 40 IPOs or sale exits of portfolio companies. Now you can invest in HIL Applied Medical, who's using Nobel Prize winning technology to bring the most advanced radiotherapy treatment 
treatment to cancer patients. HIL's world-first laser-based system has earned them an agreement with Proton International, the largest proton therapy operator in the U.S. and Europe. Invest in HIL Applied Medical at O-U-R-C-R owd.com slash cash. You can join our crowd for free at O-U-R-C-R-O-W-D.com slash cash. Join the fastest growing venture capital investment community at ourcrowd.com slash cash. How yeah, accurate, man. how accurate is billions? It's not accurate because they see therapists on a show, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Did you ever like come yeah, so off a vendor? <laughs> Do you ever come yeah. off a bender and be like, hey, uh, doc in the office, can you prescribe me some Xanax to come down a little bit? Because I had to close a tough deal last Man. night. Man, Chris loves asking people to give away their secrets on here. Like, I'm surprised he doesn't ask you if you've done any point shaving. So, coming yeah. up so Liz, Liz, do those exist? Those doc in the offices? She literally just yes, said no. Just said no, you fucking No, 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 that, that, that jogged my memory. Actually, it's great. So I... We did have a doctor at the office. I would go down there to nap because it's the only place I could like get some privacy. But then I, I do have a, like diagnosed ADHD, but I didn't have like a psychiatrist in the city. And so I complained to them and they referred me to someone who started writing me scripts for Adderall. But then like there was this uh, documentary on Netflix. It was called Take Your Pills. It's about Adderall and stimulants. In the documentary, some banker at a different bank described how he got referred to this doctor, this like shady doctor in like, what was it? Like Central Park. He described like the exact place that I went to. And it was on the Netflix documentary that like the doctor at his firm was pushing Adderall on the banker. So I was like, I think oh. I went to the same person who was profiled on Netflix. But Now, how much of this know. Adderall prescription, what you're talking about is attributed to, and this is what the readers need to know. Like how many hours did you work a week? Uh, up to like a hundred, I probably did more than a hundred. It wasn't like the average, but, and I was lazy. So I would like skip out and kind of push it, but there were definitely were lazy, like maybe worked 80, like 110. Yeah. There's some guys that were like 110 and some that were like 70. <laughs> think about that. 110 hours a week. Think Jeez, about now that's investment man. banking. I try to tell young kids, listen, man, if you want to get into it, you're selling yourself soul to the devil because I mean, how stressful is it working that many hours? <clears throat> Sorry. I promise it's not COVID. Um, <clears throat> it was stressful. Yeah, because people act like it's life and death. And not just that, because, like, sometimes you're on a live deal where, like, someone can get sued if it goes wrong. But a lot of times they'll just, like, they'll act like lives are on the line for, like, a pitch to a client. It's, I don't know, it's delusional. And, like, it, the work isn't interesting enough on its own, but... The way people get so hyped up about stuff that's so insignificant, I don't know. It's it like you get stressed by proxy, even though like in reality it does not matter at all. I couldn't imagine but, being there. I would just be yeah. like, "You're all fucking scumbags," and I I just have zero faith in any of you. Uh, so as we get into like kind of what is going on, you know, I just I I just texted Johnny and I'm like, "Dude, everything's gonna crash." I've been watching a lot of this stuff. What are your thoughts mm -hmm. on that? Do you think a giant crash is coming? Not just in like stock market, but across many different markets, whether it's real estate, crypto, the dollar. Like, what are your thoughts on that? 
I can't speak. I'm not going to pretend I, I know the secrets on like real estate or cryptocurrency. And then in the market, I thought I knew a little more, but I don't think there's like a major crash, maybe like a minor downturn. But I think if we survive the past like two years without anything major happening, like there's not going to be anything worse than that. I don't think. That's what I said. I, but, I, I answered a question today. Same thing. Guy says, uh, I think Johnny sent it to me. Do you see a crash coming? And I said, no. But I do wouldn't surprise me if we saw a 20, 25 percent correction. Um, well, well, what is already a, we're already at 12 in the Nasdaq. Well, probably about 11 after today. So right. my question is, how much further do you think we could go down in the short term? Go another 10, 15 percent. But that's a crash, yeah. right? Like, what's nah, a crash? Not really. 20%. No, crash is like 50. Yeah, like what happened yeah, in like 2008 and like yes. March 2020, that was 50%, yeah. A crash is 40%, 50% in a very short time. Um, that's yeah. a crash. A correction, you know, correction is 20, 25, 30% over time. Um, you know, we've seen a little one since the new year, not much. Uh, last two days, we bounced back in a lot of things because you got companies like Apple and Google who crushed earnings and they've actually dead cat bounce, whatever you want to call it. See, that's um, what I think's going on. I think this is just a little dead cat down, dead cat bounce, a little head fake, a little shake off the safety, <laughs> and then boom, we are going further down the rabbit hole. That's what my gut tells me. We could, we could. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. Let me ask you this, Lizzie. So you worked in investment banking, and when you say deals, you're telling us, you know, when you were working on a deal, uh, you know, in my mind, I was on the retail side, but a deal usually was, you know, an acquisition where you and a small group of people know what you're working on. You, you can't, that word cannot get out. Um, it's super uh, ultra sensitive information. Um Tell us, like, how, what was it like working on, like, uh, where you know something's getting bought out and you can actually look at the price and you know where that's going? Yeah. And the public, okay, the public companies I worked with, uh, I'm not proud of them. It was like a lot of those for-profit education companies, like University of Phoenix and, like, ITT. Like, they're, like, those are horrible places. I was, like, an analyst associate. Uh, I control, but, like, those scheme. are the ones where I knew what was going to happen. And like, oh, and then I think one of the deals got leaked because some other analyst at a different bank leaked it. Apparently, the Wall Street Journal pays people like 500 bucks for those tips. <laughs> but and those are, and those are know, companies that, that like, when you talk about leaks, it's like, short it, buy puts on it. They're screwed. I once yeah. sold a tip. I once sold a tip when I first got to L.A. And it's the scummiest thing I've ever done. I was, <laughs> I was cater waitering. And some guy came up to me and he's like, hey, if you hear anything, uh, let me know. And uh, Ed Norton said something to Heather Graham. And it was like so innocuous. And I was like, is this good enough? And he was like, are you kidding me? That's a hundred bucks right there. And then he started calling me uh, like down the year road. And I was just like, buddy, I can't do this. I go, I feel like such a scumbag. <laughs> you were catering and he was paying you for what the fuck? Tip? Just to like, like just to like, uh, well, I would work the bar and he knew that was the prime spot. And like Katzenberg and uh, fucking Harrison Ford were there. And he's like, keep your eye on them, because if they hear anything, if you hear anything, I got a hundred dollars, you know, per good line. And I did it. And then he knew I had the prime spot. So he kept coming back to me saying, hey, 
what did Katzenberger just say to, you know, uh, whoever, uh, to uh, Tom Hanks. And I'd be like, dude, I don't feel good about this. I'm trying to get a little shot of this myself. And then he got pissed at me and I was just like, whatever. But that was the, the scummiest. I ever. What was the hundred dollar tip you gave him? Hey, yeah, I like, remember I exactly. Uh, it was for the saving private Ryan after party. And Ed Norton came in and he was like, this place is so fucking dead. Let's get out of here, Heather. And I told that guy that I heard that. And, and he was just like, yeah, that's fucking perfect. That man. is a hundred dollar tip for sure, dude. That's yeah, zero, but- zero take. So what was the biggest deal you ever did, Liz? Uh, actually, I can't believe I have these deal toys in front of me. I don't know why I use them as like paperweights. I think that University of Phoenix one might have been. It was like ten billion, was it? What? I can't believe yeah, I have these here. What did you do? Try and sell to somebody that it was a real fucking college, and now you feel guilty? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, oh, they took, they went private. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is a big deal getting anyone to buy this piece of shit. So I think that's why we like earned it. But I think that it was like seven dollars a share, down yeah. from a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey Liz, Those what do you like work at a company what, like that or trash? <laughs> obviously, we've seen a, t- a ton of growth names uh, fall off cliffs. Netflix last week with their earnings. Reed Hastings comes in and buys the dip and it's already back on the way up. Do you like any of these depressed growth names? Would any of these names out there be suggestions to our readers that you would uh, take a piece of uh, right now? Yeah. Who do you like? I think it's been getting more traction recently, but Etsy, I always liked. I've had a lot of that. And because they, they, I mean, in terms of like the business itself, I think it's for like for people who don't want to shop at Amazon, I think Etsy's getting a lot more popular, but also you say SC? Like, Etsy? Etsy, yeah. Oh, Etsy, absolutely. Etsy. Well, yeah. on that, on that Amazon level, do you have any comment as to Wish? Because uh, it was a huge pick on Wall Street bets. A guy on our show recommended it at seven bucks. It's shit tanked down to two thirty, but now we've got a new CEO and Wish is as ghetto as it gets. Do you see any turnaround for this company? Ooh, I don't know. I, I mean, I've been surprised. I think if something is like, there's things that like can surprise you and be valued highly, but that's hard to predict. There's ones like that are undervalued that usually will catch up at some point. So wish uh, I know the stuff they sell is really terrible quality. It's like a joke. It's a so. piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just to give yeah, you an idea of what wish is, it's this garbage. podcast is the wish of financial <laughs> comedy podcasts. No, it's no. called Chris Neff make a wish. That's the only wish it is. Uh, what are you investing in, Liz? What do you like to spread your cheddar around? What a, not, I'm not like too speculative. I bought a bunch of like biotech stuff like two years, basically like all the vaccine developers. I bought all of them like two years ago and then sold them at different points. Uh, and I have like the basic stuff like Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, Google, what else? S&P growth, not fun. But then I have like gene editing and then I have Etsy and Pinterest. You're into like the dark think... arts companies, yeah, right? uh, and on the that war note, crimes companies. Liz, no, you have some. Biotech. You like to profit off of war crimes. Gene, yeah, gene editing is going to be a big thing. Like whether it's ethical or not, I'm like, I'll get mine, I guess. <laughs> so speaking uh, of gene editing, have you looked at? Uh, have you looked at Avidity Biosciences RNA? 
Have you looked at that at all? It's a small biotech company trained around 1660. Um, huh. I haven't done anything with it, but I've been studying the hell out of it. And it's down to like 17 bucks. It hit 35, but it kind of looks like they're doing a little bit of what you're talking about. Yeah. I've had CRISPR for a while, Intellia, and then there's another one. Intellia is a good company, man. Uh, yeah. As, as long as we're staying on topic, uh, Pfizer made the news yesterday. Um, they're looking for FDA uh, approval for a vaccination for kids five and under. Any comments, Liz? Are you in on that, Liz? Are you going to be like, I mean, it's Pfizer, evil, but I'll buy Pfizer Pfizer's like so many things that like vaccines don't like move their needle as much. Like buying no. Moderna or BioNTech two years ago was like a good move, but yeah, they were more yeah. Pfizer's I mean, still Pfizer's making money off of Advil. Yeah. What do you yeah. think about that piece of shit OCGN? Any uh, any hope for that thing to rebound? We've been swing training it on the show for a year. If she's smart. She's never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like what? I yeah. I'm thank not, you. I don't over it. Oh, wait, what the fuck? I'm looking at the chart right now. Yeah, it's a real winner. What, is, what does it even do? It, I, I don't even really know if the company truly exists. It's supposed <laughs> to be in Pennsylvania somewhere. Maybe it's some like Econo Lodge in the Poconos. But yeah, I kind of bet that it's going to 25 cents. That's the beautiful five-year chart on it. <laughs> what happened? To, uh, I gotta know about this. They found out it wasn't real. It's you know what it is. It's part of those meme stocks. Basically, it's part of the uh, AMC, uh, GME. Uh, it's part of those stocks, and that's really you know for a long time those guys on Reddit said you know the short squeeze is coming. Here it comes, and you know they moved it for a little while. But it's like I told these guys, uh, what really moves these companies is uh, very large hedge funds and investors. It's big money. I mean, yeah, you can get 50,000 investors investing $300. Yeah, it's not really going to go that far. Yeah. So you yeah, know we're living you know, in crazy times, man. What advice would you recommend to our, our readers that are new to the market as far as what they should be looking at right now in this crazy market. Should they, should they, they go with the trend, buy value, stay away from growth? What are your thoughts on that? I guess it's something like trendy. If you're only hearing about it now, you're, you're too late. Like, Thank, you. All of Thank you. Like any of those you gotta, mean stocks. You got to sell on the yeah. news, baby. Yeah, try to get ahead of it. Like I bought Tesla like six, seven years ago. And so I made money on that. But then like a lot of people got in late. But it's like, you got to move on to the next thing or get something that's like always going to be good, like Google or Microsoft. Do you Absolutely. Have any, do you have any clues on like what might be the next one? Are you look watching something that piques your interest? I I think Elon Musk sucks, but I'm kind of wondering if like the space thing is going to get popular. So I, I have a lot of Virgin Galactic. I'm like, why not? I don't know. What's your, <laughs> I like what's your average on, uh, on uh, space? What do you mean? Uh, My average. Well, we've seen that thing jump up and go down. You're talking about oh. SPCE, right? Uh, space? Virgin Galactic? Yeah, SPCE. Isn't that the ticker? Oh, yeah, yeah. SPCE. Uh, yeah, I think I, I'm not going to hold that long term, but I think if it hits like near the high again, I'm going to sell everything I have, but or maybe half of it. Would know. you? That's not so, like a long term play. Sure, absolutely. Would you buy it right now? 
Uh, yeah, I think you will buy a little bit because it's like pretty cheap. Etsy, okay. I think, is a better play. Yeah. Or then, I, yeah, anything. I don't know. It depends. Like, it depends on how much money someone has to play with, and like, if you want to treat it as true gambling money, because some of the stuff I have is like I treat it like gambling. It's like a thrill to get a lot out of it. But like, I was lucky enough to buy a ton of Activision like a month and a half ago. Nice. Lucky and, enough. When you say lucky enough, did somebody hand you uh, an envelope in the street? Is, is that how it works? My brother plays. I think what Chris is trying to say: Did you get some inside trading? Right. Maybe did, sh did you shave some points? <laughs> Have you ever traded on inside information? Did you do blow no. before a day's night's work? Have you ever been in a situation where you were, had the opportunity to inside trade and didn't do it? Yeah. And would you uh, just on the record? Did you tell us? Yeah. Now, I mean, I'm like, is it a victimless? I'm kidding. No, I've never inside traded. It's a victimless I, crime. You can tell us. The actually the compliance guy who used to work at the unnamed bank I was at, he like disappeared one day. Turns out he got fired for he was giving inside trading tips to his plumber, <sighs> and I think he made maybe seventy k out of it. And he like, yeah, I mean, he not only got fired, I'm sure he went to jail or something. But like that, that's all you got out of that. I don't know. That's kind What's, of funny, man. Let's stay on this topic. We've all seen the Wolf of Wall Street. What's the sketchiest shit or position you've ever been in that made you feel uncomfortable or compromised your moral and your ethics? And you had to say, this isn't OK for me. Because looking at Chris, his was this weekend when he just ran into a really bad male or female down at the railroad tracks and, and <laughs> look at his neck. OK, go ahead, Liz. <laughs> I do need to throw out after this. I, I guess, I don't know, nothing, the University of Phoenix thing was like CD. We worked with a lot of companies like that. And then there's things I, I would just roll with. Like, yeah, we'd go to the strip club. There would be clients who would kind of like hit on you. And you, you get too used to it. I don't know, to the point where nothing like is standing out. But a lot I, of ne like I never get level. used to getting hit on, so. No, my my, you know what? My girlfriend says the same thing. I, I haven't seen her in like a week, but she'll be home hopefully by uh, Tuesday. <laughs> no, that's a tough business, man. You're always getting hit on in that business. Now, let me ask you this: Do you do any kind of options at all? Do you ever buy calls, puts, right covered calls, that kind of thing? One of my friends used to trade VIX, and so I was like gonna do it, but you have to. I can't even set my account up to do that, and you have to like do something else. I, I probably won't fuck with that for now. So hey man, if you were playing the VIX the last three weeks, you've crushed it. So yeah. congrats to anybody that has. And, so and, you ever... I think it's gonna stay that way for a while, man. I think this whole year might be volatile. Hey, so I have you ever broke up with a guy because he doesn't know how to invest? He's like, Hey, I just invested in beanie babies. You're like, okay, get wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Dude, I haven't heard Beanie Babies in like 20 years. I had to go, what would be an awful investment? It's called going deep in your comedy bag. Howie. Beanie Babies. <laughs> People did go broke over those. Well, I'm I'm gay, so I've been broken up with a guy over that. But you know, actually, what has come back is apparently- Hold on, what'd you just say? She's engaged. She's oh, off limits. No, I'm gay. I'm gay. I haven't broken up with a guy over that. Hold on. So you you're ever gay? broke up with like the first base player on the, your softball team? You ever been like, gotta go? <laughs> you don't know how to invest. 
you're not very no. fast. It takes you too long to get to second base. Hold on, hold on. Like- you're you're gay and you worked on Wall Street. Yeah, maybe that's why what, I was like more unfazed. What by, was like, that like? Did were you out? This I find this very interesting because you're working in such a male-dominated business, such an agro alpha business. Were, were you were you out at the time? I think I was to some people. It wasn't like an active decision not to be. And I think the people who knew I was gay, they're like, "Oh, cool, we're like come to the strip club with us and stuff." So right, and then what? I'd be like, oh, no. Or like, yeah, they assumed I like sports. And I'm like, oh, no. How realistic like, is L think... word? How realistic is that? <laughs> oh, L word. <laughs> it's not. I not. It's, I think to some people it's realistic. But like for me, it's not like I don't know this like intricate network of people. Respect. But a lot of people do. I don't know. Respect. I've so... always felt that like being gay, it's like just go to the gym and go go to a free strip <laughs> club in the locker room. Did you do you ever? Think of it like that. And don't feel uncomfortable because the only reason he's asking these questions is because we're <laughs> going to lose him to your team real soon. <laughs> so he's just he's just trying to find out, you know, how to live. In no, but style. like if you're on a budget and you want to go to the strip club, I'd just be like, fuck it. I'm going to go hang out in the locker room at the gym all day. I think that's the way to play it, right? It's it hard for- coming out because I think we I think if you can give Chris any pointers, because yeah. we're yeah. trying to push him into being himself. And yeah. he's the last one that will admit it. Everybody knows it. Even every girl on Bumble knows it. So, like, I mean, serious question. Is there any advice you'd have for Chris on just because we tell him just be Equinox, yourself? One of the Equinoxes in the West Village. Uh, the one at Printing Hat. Wait, do you live in New York City or in the West Coast? No. The West these guys Coast. are all on the West Coast. But we I'm have an, e- oh, we have an Equinox here. Is there, like, a foot tapping sequence I can memorize real quick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for I'm like, sure. if you're in L.A. Larry Craig. Just, I'm, I'm assuming it's the same thing in LA. Like, just be in the steam room at Equinox. That's, yeah, dude. Just listen, be in the steam room. room. Do you go to the it's one a, uh, I, yeah. right around the corner here? It's, it's a known, like, I, this is not like a lesbian thing, but like, it's a gay man phenomenon. Apparently, it's it's true at every, like, upscale gym. <laughs> you go in the gym at Equinox, the and you're going to hear some sounds that you've probably <laughs> never have heard before. Uh, if you go anywhere near that hot tub, I yeah. was on a uh, jerk off patrol at crunch. When I, my first job was I would have to walk through the shower room and tell everybody, Hey, no punch in the munchkin. We're, you're going to lose your, you're going to lose your, your, your gym membership. Stop punching the munchkin. That, and that was my job. And I gave oh, I'm trying to keep this Christian. Okay. All right. So final question before we wrap it up, because daddy's got a short time here today. Liz, why aren't you into crypto? Uh, oh, I had it and I sold it. <laughs> Would you get back I, in? I, I'm probably done. I'm probably, like, again, I'm, I think I'm going to find the next thing, whatever it is. I, it just, I don't understand it enough and I, it wasn't worth it. I'd rather cash out and then move on to that. I'd rather thing. invest so. in uh, pharmaceutical companies that then into that are lizard people that are trying to control the world. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Best podcast. Yeah. Ever. No more Liz, Tesla. Liz, yeah. we're not letting you off that easy. You've made a transition <laughs> from no pun intended. I see always using the, that word. The financial environment to the stand up world. Uh, tell mm-hmm. us about your comedy career a little bit because you know we're all comics and once you're in it's like the mafia. You're blood in, blood out. 
So we'd like to know a little mm. bit more about your comedy career. Um, how did you funny. find stand-up comedy? Yeah, I I did a lot of other types of comedy. Like, I lived in Chicago for a while, and obviously improv is very big there, and, like, sketch comedy. Stand-up I tried much later because I just assumed I would not be good at it. And then a couple of years ago, I, like, I did a class, and then I started doing open mics, and I was, like, getting – I was getting better at it quickly. And You're so, getting the and fever also, like, for the once, flavor. Yeah, once you, like, have your first couple of, like, good sets, it, then you, you get it. You're chasing so, the dragon. From, yeah, exactly. I, I yeah, I quickly got him. I used to be a like competitive runner. I ran like track in college, and like winning obviously is great. But then yeah, doing comedy, I was like, oh, this is better than winning. Do you ever just look you at know? power walkers and yell pussy at them because they don't run? No, I don't. I mean, I don't run now. I'm pretty passive physically. Have you ever tried tried to flip a straight girl? Is that like a thing that lesbians do? Because that's a really big thing. In the know? gay community, it's called rough trade. That's what gay guys do. Yeah. When they're in the rough straight trade. dude, it's called rough trade. Jesus. I'm like, I, I live in New York, so I don't have to like exert energy on that kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah. You just like walk out. You just walk into an Equinox and they just munch box. <laughs> sure. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, Liz. Yeah. We owe you an apology. Chris Neff oh, fell, no, no, I think, or did something. And uh, he doesn't really have a filter because he's got that kind of special <laughs> Liz, person. Liz, where of... can we see you perform? Uh, I'm at Greenwich Village Comedy Club a lot and sometimes Comedy Shop in the West Village. So, uh, How yeah, long have you been doing it? Usually uh, I've been doing stand-up for a couple of years. So I've been doing like writing for a little bit longer than that. So working on a couple pilots as well. So, do you have a podcast? I do not, but I'm happy to join other people. <laughs> all right, man. Great. All right, well, the next time you're out here, drinks are on me. We know all the good spots in uh, our part of town. She'll really take care we'll of you when you're out here, okay, cups. Liz? Of course. And definitely, yeah, hit up Equinox sometimes. <laughs> it will be life-changing. I've been applying for a membership for the last 10 minutes. Trust Thank me, I'm you, way Liz. ahead of you. Thank we you, We appreciate Liz. you coming on. Thank you so much. Thanks, yeah, Thanks for having me, everyone. Good luck on okay. your sets. Hard-hitting investigative journalism, right? And I hope that Liz's journey inspires Neff to also come out of the closet and to be a hot chick. Buddy, so, I don't know about a closet, but I just got a gold membership at Equinox, and uh, I'm going to be stocking my locker up, if you know what I mean. I don't think slip you on could, the jizz. I mean, the floor. Yeah, you definitely could be like the, the Liz of trans men, okay? You guys have the same kind of face in a weird way if you take off your glasses. You, you know, know, before the guest, I think I got cut off, but um, I have uh, a free So thing. what are you guys' picks for the week, okay? What are you guys' picks for the week? Well, no, real quick, because I know you feel different about getting finger blasted by a proctologist than I do, and I'm like, hey. Well, I was molested by an Asian doctor when yeah, I was a child. Yeah, I think you went over finger that blasting my you, butt, okay? I like so that don't stuff. bring me back to my personal Vietnam, okay? Uh, all right, so let's get to the reader questions of the week. Okay, perfect. Okay. This comes from Mr. Balloon Hands. Ten years down the road, Microsoft, Apple, Tesla, or Google? Which giant tech will be the wor worth the most? Great question. How you want to take it? I mean, out of those, I would probably go with Google. I mean, if you really? saw what they, yeah. uh, you saw what they did with their earnings today, and basically Google's becoming the mutual fund of technology. They're just buying up a ton of different 
smaller companies in a lot of different <laughs> sectors. Uh, you're going to see that thing up 10% tomorrow, man. Um, and I mean, they just split. crushed their earnings. And now we're looking at a, what, a 20 to one split? 20 to one split after the bell. Yeah. Yeah. And here, this goes back to my pick of the week where I'm going to jump the gun on, but it is owning a legacy stock or what we used to call, you know, like a FANG stock, whether it's Google, Microsoft, Apple. Uh, I wouldn't keep Netflix in that group anymore. Um, I love them all, but Apple for me is one of those things where I will always just DCA into because they're too big of a company and they're too smart. They're always going to be innovative. So, and you know, Google is part of the U.S. government, so they're always going to have that backing of uh, U.S. government money to do all that stuff. It's Just, so tricky, though, because at the same time, once we started this pod, I really pulled away from mainstream media because I found YouTube and I started watching all of these things I'd never seen before and all these content creators. And I was like, it's such a necessary evil. You know, because it allows a platform for podcasting, you know, for tutorial videos. The problem is, you know, they're a company and they need to make money. So, well, I, think- I, I watch YouTube. I watch yoga videos on YouTube every night. These yoga chicks are trying to catch boners hard, yeah. right? They yeah. just they just want to catch a boner. And I watch it, so I'd be a hypocrite. And this is a guy who's been censored very hard on YouTube. But it is the main street of commerce. Well, and then you look at Microsoft, okay? When I talk legacy, when I say buy a legacy stock, buy something that you use that you will use for the rest of your life. So take me. I'm an, a Mac guy. I use my iPhone. I use my Mac. But my software, I'll never stop using Microsoft Office, whether it's for emails or, you know, Word. I'm going to use that until I die. I'm not going to start one day and be like, I'm going to try a new software program because I don't want to take the time to relearn it. These businesses are going to make money off us until we're in the fucking grave. So I, I, I like Apple, man. I yeah. think they're, I think they just yeah. know how to introduce a new product. That's, I know do. the Apple watch hasn't really taken off, but now they got car coming and when they get it right, they get it really right. It's like super have, slick. And they have so many different products. It's insane. Yep. All right. Next yeah, Apple, question. You can't go wrong with it. Next question. We're a little split on this topic, um, but uh, it comes from Boy, B-O-I. He says, are you guys still holding hacks? I just sold mine. Okay. Um, and did you, did you unstake it or were you liquid on that? I was liquid. Okay. And then I'll answer. I have mine staked from uh, what BG David gifted me and I am still holding my liquid hex and I'm currently down 60% on it. Uh, but that's more out of spite. Yeah, 60% from the top, not from what you got it at. No, from what I got it at, which was the top in this case. <laughs> oh, you bought more. Dude, Neff literally, you don't remember that beautiful episode where Neff came in and said, Howie, watch and learn. I'm going to take this right here. I'm going to buy it. Then I'm going to sell it at like, I don't know, a dollar. Remember, he tried, to talk, he tried to talk me into doing it. And literally the day he bought it, it just started tanking. Guilty. All right. Next question. Uh, this is a statement from Duke from the Discord. Did Sam nail that Rarible or what? Uh, Thank why don't we you. pull up the chart and take a look at Rarible, Johnny? If you yeah, don't want to say I'm here. still upset about that fucking poll where I came in last, right? You know, here's the thing, Sam. You know, for about three months, it was just guns and ammo and- Guns and ammo every week. Yeah. 
so oh, look, look at that that's a oh nice look at that well I, it depends on where you bought it. if you bought it on the 18th you're not happy yeah i bought it uh when i told you guys to buy it and i'm i'm up a lot all right when are you gonna up sell a lot. it when are you gonna run uh i think i just personally think that rareable has a really really high upside that hasn't been has not been uh realize yet i still think that the nft world is still developing on rareable and uh, i'm gonna hold on to it for a little while but hey full disclosure i'm getting ready to make some moves uh to sell some of mine and i'm just waiting for the right moment i'm just feeling it out johnny why don't you go ahead and take take over with uh, the instagram reader questions of the week yeah sure chris uh <laughs> A few funny ones here. Uh, hold on. Wait, where the fuck? Oh, somebody just deleted the one I wanted to read. That's so annoying. Well, that's okay. Do you have a memory? Johnny, please oh, screenshot. No, I, I didn't have a screenshot. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> this guy is asking. Uh, oh, fuck. It just deleted. It just disappeared. Don't worry. I'll, I got a couple from the Discord while you search. This goes for Howie. This is from comedian Joe Larson on the Discord. Oh. My Roth IRA has been invested in the S&P for years. As we see correction and slow growth, would you suggest selling the VFIAX and buying another fund? If so, which one? I great Joe, question. Man. We got to get Joe on the show. Joe is a great comedian. Uh, v, is he got v, VFIAX? Correct. VF, that's it. Yep. Jesus, man. I mean, if you look at that thing, man, look at the goddamn 10 year on that bad boy. Uh, you could have bought it for 50 in 2012. And that fun. And that's Sam's favorite uh, company, by the way. That's Vanguard. Vanguard. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. The reptilians do. It's, go, it's gone from 45 to 420. Joe has absolutely crushed it. But he asked a very good question because. Since 2020, that thing's up 100%. It's doubled. Um, and you're looking at, uh, this is an S&P, a lot of large tech. I'll tell you what. Um, I would probably look at that. And if you're up that much, there's no doubt I would take some of that and either put it for right now into like a bond fund uh, or maybe a value fund uh, paying two, three, four percent dividends because this thing, it could drop back down. It could drop 50, 100 points. It's just had such a damn run. And you've crushed it, Joe. You have crushed it in it. So, yeah, uh, I'm not going to tell you what fund to put it in. Give me a day to do some research because I would love to find a high yielding fund that's down a little bit right now. Um, well, speaking of, speaking of funds that are super down, did you see that uh, Kathy Woods is now down 77% on Art K in the last- Joe, time? you may want to put a little bit into Art K, uh, especially if it drops another 10%, would make it down 80% from its high. Yeah, and let's go to JC. Let's go to JC from the Discord. We talked a little bit about this with Lizzie in the interview. But he says, has the stock market found the bottom and will we now see a steady growth? Howie, your thoughts? No, I think <laughs> I think we're going to – listen, here's what I think. I got a feeling this year is going to be extremely volatile. In other words, 
you're going to have a lot more up 600-point day, days, down 600-point days than we've had in years. It's going to be really volatile, but I don't think we've seen the bottom. I'm looking at all the indices, and I think looking at the NASDAQ, we're down 11% from, the, from January 1st. Don't be surprised if it drops another 10 15%. See, um, and that's why I keep telling people don't try and catch this falling knife i really think this little three and a half percent raise we saw is is just a dead cat i really yeah. think we're going lower so that's why i'm really holding on to cash right now uh yeah. i am uh dcaing in a couple of legacy positions that i love but i think we're just going lower that's what my gut tells me sam what do you think well you know i i, I just talked with johnny about cash and if everything's going to go bad, is cash worth anything? You know, I mean, if the Fed is going to try to save everybody by just bailing everybody out, I mean, they got to print more money, which makes your dollar not worth anything. So holding on to cash might be a little crazy. Uh, I do like the thought of more uh, gold. I mean, I, I'm trying to think about gold and silver. If there is, let's just say some bizarro, giant crash happens what are you going to hold on to what is your money going to be worth it what's it going to be worth and that's the real question so i don't like to, if you're going to have cash i don't like it in the bank i you know this is just me paranoid sam get a little safe hold your money if you're going to have some cash have it in your own safe i mean that's just me dude yeah. that's just me because you know we see it all the time people want to get their money out banks shut it down I mean, what are you going to do? So that's worst case scenario. I don't think, yeah, but I don't I think, think that's gold. happened. I don't think that's happened until the, the last time that happened was that Christmas movie, right? Yeah, uh, it's called It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. But keep in mind, Howie, uh, the last time the zombie apocalypse happened has never happened. And that's what Sam's referring to. No, he I'm not. Prepared, what I'm so I respect to is that. A, a multiple crashes across multiple markets. Right. Well, right now, the dollar is stronger than anything. This is the strongest the dollar's been in so many. Johnny, will you look time. that up? Is He's the right. dollar strong? He's right. It is so strong right now. It's, if it's I don't so think strong, it's... why don't you marry it? <laughs> 20 years, I want to say. It's the strongest it's been. But, I mean, you go anywhere else in the world right now, the greenback is what you want to bring with you. Uh, moving on. This comes from Building 7, a.k.a. Elijah Kumbalaya. <laughs> when the show first started, you guys used to have a topic or some type of discussion regarding investing that you wanted the readers to learn each week. I felt like I was learning a lot of valuable information. <clears throat> now it feels like I'm listening to a bunch of disabled retards scream at each other about their heavy legs and cat dependency. And yeah, every I'm not once talk in a while, about heavy legs on the show, that's a different show. <laughs> and every once in a while, we get to hear Howie's fire analysis of the market. Do you think we could get back on track with the show and you guys could teach me some more shit about investing before I blow out my brains out in the horrific nine to five that I am currently writing from? By the way, the addition of Johnny to the show makes me incredibly horny. Kind regards, Building 7. I think building we 7, get, we're trying. No, we Building were, 7, we're trying to get back on. Like, we understand <laughs> where you're coming from, man. And you're yeah. working a nine to five, get yourself a Roth IRA and text me back and or uh, DM me. And let me know when you got that Roth IRA set up. We'll help you invest in it proficiently. 
Yeah, and it has been a trying week, a uh, couple months. We've had some, uh, you know, and obviously a huge shift in how we're programming the show now. And we will get back to the word of the week. And uh, of course, you know, we're going to be us, our wacky, weird selves, because if we didn't, weren't able to, the last thing we want to do is fucking stare at spreadsheets and talk about beta and fucking theta and rho, which nobody gives a fuck about. But we do. Why? No, beta is extremely important. Go back. I, That's one of the I most was talking about rho. Nobody ever gives a fuck about rho when we talk about the Greeks. But that's a whole other conversation. Now, Johnny, why don't you go ahead and finish up with the IG pick questions of the week? Yeah, sure. This is from Mikey ABM on Instagram. Uh, who or which financial commentators do you guys follow, if any? Do you have any people that yeah, you know, new, newsletters, I, anything like I that? I follow the streets. That's what I follow, the streets. Fucking streets. Um, He's always with the streets. To be honest, I do, street? <laughs> I do really enjoy Fast Money, especially Karen Feinerman and Dan Nathan, uh, just so I can get a wrap of the day that was. I stay away from Jim Cramer. Uh, just because it's so much fucking bullshit and he's, it, it's, it's just too trendy for me. I really love Karen Feinerman. So if you want a great follow on Twitter, look her up. Dan's great. Um, I'm, those off the top, top of my head, uh, Howie, I don't know about you. I mean, I'll tell you what, Jim Cramer is an interesting dude because when, I mean, when he tosses his picks out, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy any of them. But he does have that investment club. When, when he takes his time and actually researches something, he makes a lot of sense. Kramer, you may not like Kramer, but the guy's a goddamn smart guy. And I think he cost a lot of people money back in the late 90s because, you know, it was, it was new on TV. He had to have five picks every day. I think yeah. he wasn't putting a lot of research. He was just tossing them out. And a lot of them shit to bed. And then uh, what's his name? John Stewart ripped his ass for it. But – uh I like Kramer. Kramer, if you if you listen to him on his investment club, he actually makes some good cases for some good stocks. I love the Nigerian brothers, Pete and uh, John. Follow Pete and John on Twitter. Great yeah, guys. All the money. They, they, they're, yeah. they're basically, they have the philosophy for, they literally look at call options and they look at where big money's going. Yep. Uh, billionaires. So unusual whales. If you're not following unusual yeah. whales, I highly recommend them. Um, great, great follows Johnny. Uh, yeah, sure. This is from, uh, angel Casti or maybe on hell Casti angel uh, in a centerfold angel in a centerfold. My blood runs cold. Um, yeah. We like right. that. Uh, Hey, Johnny. better than Neil young. Uh, oh, keep on, God, free come world. on. Angel is a centerfold is not fucking better than Neil young. Yeah. Much what better. Jay Giles I, band? Jay Giles band. I, yeah, I, I take that. I go see that over a Neil Young concert. I take this is to a guy who sounds like time. a dog that's dying. Neil Young's had some good tunes, buddy. I saw them. Neil at Madison Square Garden in '95, the Godfather of Grunge, when they did that wrecking ball thing with Pearl Jam. One of the best shows I've ever been to. He's great. Okay, uh, he's great. Right. He's just an asshole. He's, uh, just, he's misguided. Yeah. Hey, hey, Johnny, you're a nerd dork, right? Answer me this. If Chris <laughs> Neff was a chick and you caught him having an affair with another transgender, would he be considered a huh? And would his <laughs> pussy be so stinky you would blow your brains out? <laughs> I'm going to go yes on that. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. Glad that's, we're still sneaking these in. Yep. That's that's my answer. Um, okay. Question of the month. <laughs> Um, this is from 
El Fanatico 79, are the whales trying to get all the retail investors out of the market? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. We I don't, don't even understand that question. That, what, is that, uh, what does that mean? It means are they trying to scare them out yeah. of the market right now on this massive debt? This whole thing has been a giant wealth grab. The yes. billionaires all got richer. The little guy got poor. Most of them lost their jobs. Oh, my God, Corona's coming. Let's shut everything down. But Amazon Fresh, Walmart, Target. More, it's all been done. More yeah, but that's not the question. Read the question again, Johnny, because that has nothing to do with what Johnny just said. Yeah, it has are, everything to do. Are whales trying to get all the retail investors out of the market? Yes. That makes no. It. How, <laughs> how does a whale have anything to do with trying? If I'm a retail investor, which I am, and I sit back and watch the whales pull their money out and I watch the stock market tank, what's wrong with me going in with my money when it tanks 10% and making a profit? So I don't get that. I don't understand it. Let me ask ask the question from a, from a different perspective, Howie, because you and I brought up you brought up trades 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 last week. Let's look at the meme movement that was GameStop and AMC, which has run a course. We're about to celebrate our one year anniversary around here on February sixth. In case you're interested, that was the first show, third Cash Daddy show, first show I was on when we started this meme explosion, and since then we've seen the the GameStop and the AMC apes get their ass handed to them, okay? Because they don't trade, they hold. And if you look at the charts on these things from where they were last January to where they are now, we're talking major, major fucking cliff dives. I'm talking about the street taking out those groups of retail traders. And yes, I think that they have taken them, whether they've done it uh, uh, ethically or not. If we want to talk about dark pools or any, any of that crazy manipulation shit, it, was this their game the whole time? That's my question. Are they trying to wash these guys out? Have they taken advantage of them? I think they have. If they did, you know what? It's, it's the, 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 the dumb and the weak disappear. I mean, you're going to tell me you bought a GME at eight bucks and it went to 60 and you didn't sell because some numb nuts on Reddit was like, no, man, to the moon. The big I, short squeeze is coming. Get the fuck out. I mean, I bought it 40 was out at 109. And then, you know, I, I, I'm, I feel bad for all these AMC and GME people who keep thinking that this is going to happen as the stock just slowly melts and sinks deeper and deeper and deeper. No, not unless a company has good fundamentals. I mean, not unless they have good profit sheets, good cash sales. I mean, you look at AMC, it's a movie theater chain. And we keep saying it. Who the fuck goes to movies anymore? I mean, it's a dying, dying breed, man. But I mean, at, at one point, I guess you could say they won because they made all those shorts cover. But again, if you're an investor in these companies, what are you holding ultimately when you bought GME at, at 200 or the top at 350? Well, or you did the same thing with AMC at 55. How long are you going to hold? Well, they screwed a couple hedge funds, and let's just leave it at there. They didn't yeah. put a dent in Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, Barclays, Bank of America. They didn't touch those guys. Those guys sat back. They I, Half those guys that do the heavy investment probably never heard of a GM, AMC or GME. Right. So. Uh, okay. How about memes of the week? And let's get to the picks of the week. How about that, guys? All right. I, got, I have to jam. Can you sing the song? It's the meme of the week. Meme of the week. Everybody knows it's meme of the week. Guys, right. my pick is buy gold. Okay. 
I got a jam here in two minutes, though. Okay. All right. Here's the first option for meme of the week. Here we go. (laughs) I like this one. (laughs) You want to describe this to us, Chris? Yeah, basically, it's a, uh, by the way, that looks like uh, Mike Estime, but I don't think it is. It's a picture of a guy, me, uh, with um, squirts coming out of his mouth saying, Chris buying shit coins, excited as ever. And this yeah. guy with this stunned look, and his name is Sam, Howie, and Johnny. Guys, yeah. I haven't bought a fucking shit coin in fucking no, one uh, month. Chris Neff, are, are, are you dense? He's talking to a brick wall. It's like talking to a brick wall. That's what the yeah, meme is. That's, that's the joke. That's yeah. what the meme is. What's yeah, I love like, it. Neff, okay. is that thing cutting off oxygen to your brain? You fucking it's so, fuck, it's fuck. so uncomfortable. And then okay, course, next up, next I'm, up, next I'm one. Med. Yeah, next. Yeah, up. Didn't like that one, huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. Next hold on. One. one second. Here we go. One more. Actually, that one might be from last week. Oh, here we go. All right. This is uh, on topic here. Oh, dude. yeah. I like that one. He broke it. He broke. That's what that means. And Joe's. Basically, for those of you listening, it's the famous uh, uh, Joe Rogan in the octagon interviewing uh, somebody and somebody's photoshopped in uh, Neil Young with a not so happy expression on his face. Like I said, I respect both of these men and what they've contributed to society. I just disagree with Neil Young on this, and I will continue to be a Neil Young fan till the day I die. And I will continue to 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 look at Rogan as uh, somebody that that got me into stand-up comedy so right, let's do the next one and yeah there we go okay this one this one is uh kind of funny here okay so uh this is sam as sam with robot legs and then howie has uh kind of robocop, <laughs> RoboCop. Slash terminator uh, yeah, RoboCop. I, some of the some of the lines are make me think terminator uh robo howie not sure it uh if this is what you meant when I said you could have, fix my heavy legs and then see so he's uh, replaced Sam's All right. legs with Can, can legs. we vote on nobody winning? <laughs> oh, hold on. This no, is an video. interactive meme. Yeah. Okay. My head's so popping it's, up. It's, it's, got, it's got a few states. Ford Pinto, Joe Camel, My Pet Rock, Foxcatcher. That's Howie. All right. That one wins. Wait, hold on. That there's, one there's, wins. there's more. There's more. That one wins. And that then, one wins. uh, Hold on. No, Johnny, you don't De- get to insert your own meme. This is not me. Detecting new producer, Illuminati, time traveler, handler. So this guy is I've presenting. been getting DMs and I don't understand them. I but love you guys. I got to go, man. Yeah, you'll you'll like you this, Sam. Finish this one. You, you'll like this. Right. It's almost over. He, This guy is saying that, uh, that I'm uh, either Sam's handler or a time traveler, and he's presenting his evidence here. And here is what he suggests is the evidence. This is a, a, a tombstone on, from my... Uh, Instagram profile that says I died in the 1800s. Uh, Johnny, I've been getting DMs where people are accusing you of being in the Illuminati. I don't get it. Yeah, you you wouldn't get it. That's how the Illuminati works. Uh, (laughs) All right, picks of the week. Let's wrap it up, guys. Johnny, what do you like? Wait, hold on. Oh, we got we got another meme here. This is another Sam meme. Uh, There you go. Confirmed Illuminati. I knew it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop covering his eye like this. Well, stop it. That is Bono. I don't look that seductive. I like that earring. Sam from 1985. Get the fuck out of here. It's like your rat tail that you had when you were fucking at UNLV. Guys, see me in New Orleans. See me in uh, that. See me in. Uh, Nashville, see me in. Uh, oh, see me in Vegas on the nineteenth, man. Reseda. What guys. about Reseda? What about Reseda. Redlands? All right.
There's somebody that really cares about his fans, huh? And his art. Howie, what do you like this week? And by the way, a couple of readers are asking uh, for an update on your Coca-Cola calls. Um, last I look, we we're up like 15% in them. Um, I actually, if we get a bounce tomorrow, which we may, I might sell them. Okay. Uh, we're up, we're up like 15%. It's up a little bit from when we bought it. We bought it 59 change. It's up to 60 and a half. Um, so we're up. My pick of the week, uh, a long time ago on the show, somebody asked, give us a stock that you think over the next five years, like a small cap stock that could really run. Um, and Chris, that's when you brought MTTR on. Mm-hmm. My, this is another one. This is high risk. This is a high risk stock. Um, I think over the next few years, this is one that could really run. It's at $16.87. Talked about it earlier. Uh, the stock is called um, Avidity Biosciences, RNA. Um, and if you look into this stock, it stocks all about, uh, you know, different types of, uh, of genomes, uh, whatever the fuck. They're basically into, you know, RNA, DNA. Um, I'm glad Sam's not with us anymore now. That yeah, this is one that he would go nuts on. But this yeah. stock, man, it, it, it's got pretty good leadership. Uh, it's trading at 1687. And this is one that without a doubt uh, could get bought out in the next couple of years. I mean, you got to like the support level it's sitting at right now. That, that's I really, really, really like it. I mean, the stock, uh, it's it's dropped from about 34, 35 down to 1680. Um but they actually, they actually have solid sales. They do a lot of volume, 256,000 a day. Um, they're fast-tracked for a lot of different types of treatments, drugs. Uh, I just think it's a legit company. I really like it as a small biotech that, you know, this thing could explode. Okay. Johnny? Uh, yeah, it, I, I confirmed. This is, I got an OTC uh, stock that I want to recommend here. And it's something, it's funny. I was going to recommend this before you guys had that discussion about eBay earlier, but this is a competitor to eBay that is becoming really popular. I oh, think. You mean they, Etsy. It, it, oh, yeah. But they mentioned Etsy as a competitor to eBay. And I think the company that's actually primed to give them a little bit of a run for their money is uh, Mercari. It's a Japanese e-commerce site uh, that also has uh, an eBay competitor. And they just come, they just came out with this thing called Macari local where you can it's kind of like a combination of ebay and craigslist where the person actually brings they have a delivery man like a postmates bring the thing you order to you on the day you order it and yeah uh like i said Macari's otc but i i checked and most of the brokers the online brokers have it uh so you can buy it pretty easily yeah they're probably going to charge you five dollars to make a buy or sell on it so be aware of that if you are buying yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna bring up the uh symbol yeah. So uh, the the symbol is uh, M carry M C A R Y. It's at like eighteen eighty two now. I think eighteen dollars yeah, and eighty two cents. High of thirty two over the year. Six billion dollars. Wow, it's a big company. Yeah, Six it's a big. Billion. It's big overseas. Yeah, it's a Japanese company. They okay. do and very low. Find out about this, Johnny. That's some low value. I use it, though, brother. I use it. I use oh, it. A use lot it. of people use it though. Dude, like women love this website and it's kind of a new thing that you see on social media. People are starting to talk about. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, Monday uh, Magazine wrote an article saying that it's the best app to sell clothes. Okay. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, um, well, I'll wrap, uh, I'll, I'll wrap it up if you guys are ready. Please. It really touches on what you just said. Buy something you use in the legacy department, meaning a Microsoft. Do you use Microsoft Word? Are you going to use it for the rest of your life? It's probably a good idea to buy it. More importantly, it's a great anchor in your portfolio. Are you going to continue buying Apple products for the rest of your life? Do it then. Buy Apple. Uh, or Costco to use Costco. These are companies that are never going away. <clears throat> and I refer to them as legacy or anchor stocks. I don't like to use the fang symbol. Google is one of them. Okay. Microsoft, Apple, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't, I don't throw Netflix into that category, but definitely Google. These companies are not going anywhere because they have so much money and so many great CEOs and R&D behind their products that they're going to continue and involve evolve and of, more importantly uh be profitable so when you have money on the sidelines and you want to put it somewhere and you're not sure because you're in an up and down market dollar cost into your legacy or your anchor stock that is my advice for this week they've also got the money to ride out dips right you know and, and, and absolutely economic crashes they i mean apple's got so much damn money in the bank they could they could survive a total collapse uh, i got sam's pick it's gold yep. as you might expect uh Sam wants us to buy gold. So there you go. And shout out to the readers. Um, just an upcoming programming note. We will have Ryan Dunn on the show next week. Um, I'm going to upload his. Um, if he shows. He will show. I'll yeah, upload his postmortem that uh, he put out on the internet. I'll upload it so you guys can have a chance to read it. And then in advance of that, if you have any specific questions you want uh, us to ask him we will do that because if it helps us and me get the peabody um don't worry your guys names will be on the peabody as well mine will be in bigger font though we appreciate it because that's what this show needs an award so we'll go ahead and put that out on the discord i'll put it on the twitter i'll put it on the instagram for you guys to review it's a very big doc file so you might have to go into the discord to get it and then after that a week later we have ivan farman the guys that um are responsible for sheba society specifically to the moon three uh there they will come on to educate sam more on shiba inu uh did right. i pronounce it right johnny you did yeah i hope i hope it uh i hope it succeeds man because sam got me in ankle deep i would say not knee deep but ankle deep and shiba and i would love for it to pay off so hey johnny as long as you're not bent over holding your ankles you're fine deep. yeah okay. you would know right i mean my uh, god maybe all right howie <laughs> Johnny. Uh, always good to see you, Johnny. Uh, enjoy the Bye, rest guys. of your uh, vacation. And one final programming note, we will be releasing the pod every Wednesday morning moving forward. We made a scheduling change. Pod gets recorded on Tuesday, release Wednesday morning. Take it easy, readers, and trade safely.